Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast with Ben Cordes, pastor of Lexington Primitive Baptist Church. Today on Abundant Life Podcast, I would like to talk about a subject that is often not given much direct attention, and that is what to look for in seeking a spouse. The search for a spouse is far too often thought of as a work relegated to worldly means and measures, or perhaps it is thought of more as an outcome of chance rather than providence. However, the Bible has plenty to say on how men and women should be led in their search for a spouse. First of all, we need to understand that God really does have interest in whom we marry. After all, marriage is an institution given to us by God. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, we read, Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. This tells us that God is active in the work of marriage and joins a man and woman together to be one in the special unity of marriage. If God did not care who our mate was, then he would not participate in the joining of them. God also shows he cares about who we spend the rest of our lives with because he knows the impact a husband and wife have on each other. Married couples work together, strengthen each other, comfort each other, train up the next generation of the church, and serve God's people together. This is God's expectation for husbands and wives, and the Lord would have us to keep this in mind when searching for a mate. In searching for a spouse, we begin like every other important work in life begins. We pray. A man and a woman seeking for companionship in life should ask for God to supply the fulfillment of their desire. After all, God didn't invent marriage for people to not seek it and enjoy it. God delights in the bringing together of two and making them one. He only does such an act for his glory and the blessing of his people. In Matthew chapter 22, the Lord Jesus speaks of the kingdom of God being like a wedding. The parable describes a bountiful feast which is presented for the wedding guests. The marriage spoken of in the parable is used to illustrate the marriage of the Lord and his bride, the church. What it also demonstrates is that marriage is something with which God is pleased and even encourages us to celebrate. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 says, Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. Meaning, God honors marriages and grants pure intimacy between husbands and wives as a blessing for honoring his way of becoming husband and wife. Once again, we want to view marriage through the lens of grace and see marriage for what it should be, an avenue through which we serve Christ our Lord. This is part of the abundant life that the Lord Jesus came to give. If we are meant to serve Christ, even in our marriage, 
we will best serve him alongside someone who is of like mind. This doesn't mean we should seek to marry someone who is identical to us. However, someone who has a mind to serve Jesus Christ in the same way you desire to serve him. A person who has a heart for Christ can be identified through the fruit they bear. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23 informs us that spiritually alive people bear the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. If a person fails to exhibit any of these characteristics, you should definitely avoid pursuing them. So often a relationship begins because of physical attraction. Beauty and good looks, though they appeal to our carnal nature, will not provide help when difficulties arise in marriage. A woman's beautiful eyes will not comfort a man if her heart is not patient or is unkind. A man's muscular physique will not bring a woman happiness if his spirit is destitute of love and gentleness. Marriage is filled with challenges and difficulties, and the journey that a couple goes through together will either be made easier or harder depending on whether or not the couple is spiritually minded. Of course, the Lord is able to change the heart of an individual. The Bible tells us that God takes the stony heart and makes it a heart of flesh so that a man is made sensible to God and spiritual things. In Ezekiel 36:26, we read that. However, when a person fails to demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit, one should not make a decision to proceed in marriage with the person hoping that the Spirit of God will make a change at or after the wedding. An individual should proceed into marriage with the expectation that the person they intend to marry may not change at all but that the person they are marrying is someone with whom they truly believe they can spend the rest of their life with as they currently are. Be careful when the heart of the person you are interested in is exposed and it reveals ungodliness. Red flags should go up when unashamed and unresolved sin is discovered. Remember, the heart is the seat of the soul. Our treasure and our heart are so closely tied together that they are always in the same place. Do you find the things treasured by your loved one good or ungodly? Though we should be forgiving, a person ought to first be repentant. Does the person bear fruit of repentance? Again, be charitable, but never hurry into a commitment with a person who has not been honest and has unresolved sin issues. The person you seek to marry should demonstrate their commitment to the Lord and to you. As Christians, we believe that we should not be bound together with people who do not believe in Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 15, we read, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? 
Discipleship is a choice to follow Jesus and to forsake the world and sin. To walk in light and not in darkness. Therefore, the life of a disciple is a life that is sanctified or set apart from a worldly life. In seeking a spouse, we should seek a person who not only professes to believe in Christ Jesus, but actually demonstrates their love for Jesus through their behavior. When it comes to expectations of godliness, consider whether the roles given to men and women are exhibited in the person we are considering for marriage. Does the man demonstrate leadership in the relationship? Does he know of his God-given responsibility to lead his wife and family? Men, consider whether the woman is respectful and submissive in her behavior. Is she willing to let you lead? Or does she tend to be controlling? Does she know what the Bible says concerning her role as a woman and wife? It's not only important to know what to expect in each other, but it's also important to know what God expects in a husband and wife. This is also a good time to emphasize the importance of premarital counseling with a pastor. God has given his ministers the role of shepherding the local churches. Marriages, families, and individuals are persons pastors should be comfortable and familiar with. Pastors should be able to counsel a potential husband and wife from God's Word, leading them in what God says about marriage as well as what God says the blessings of marriage are. A pastor is given by the Lord to help lead by instruction and, if married, by example. It amazes me that pastoral counsel and advice often goes ignored or unappreciated In a world where professional advice is sought after and believed on in many scenarios, it seems the counsel of the pastor is considered merely optional. However, we should honor the words of wisdom from pastors concerning God's word for our lives and marriages. To forego the wisdom spoken to us is to live in danger of falling into sin and trouble. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. If you are thinking about getting married, go and ask for biblical counsel from your pastor for you and the person you desire to marry. Marriage in itself is a sanctifying act. A man and a woman are making a covenant with each other before the Lord, and they are reserving themselves exclusively for each other. No other person is allowed to breach the covenant. No person is permitted to yoke themselves to either person in this covenant. Therefore, whom God intends for us to marry is a person who understands that marriage is intended to set a man and woman apart from all others for the rest of their lives. Lastly, while it is important to have godly biblical expectations for whom God would bless us to marry, we cannot set the bar of expectations so high that it is unachievable. Remember, you are a sinner, and the person you are seeking is also a sinner. Grace and charity are just as important to give in a relationship as it is in receiving in a relationship. Too many times people fall for an unbiblical fantasy 
created out of nonsense that a person has developed just to sell books. The only perfect person is Jesus Christ. No one else even comes close. Realizing how we, ourselves, come so short of His glory and how we are in desperate need of His daily mercy and grace, we will also begin to see others in a much more charitable light. Be forgiving, be understanding, and do not base your expectations on unbiblical standards. If you set such a seemingly high bar, you will find that no one can make you happy. While dating is filled with a large amount of excitement and infatuation, it is the heart of wisdom that must prevail. Prayer, patience, truth, and unfeigned love must all be part of the equation in seeking a godly spouse. Having fun, being yourself, and sharing your heart with each other, these are also healthy and healthy expectations when seeking a spouse. Remember what God's Word says in Psalm 37, verses 4 through 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Trust in his methods. Trust in his ways. And see that the Lord's ways and his methods are always what's best for us. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Abundant Life Podcast. As you seek whom God may have for you as a spouse, may you also be blessed to draw closer to Christ. And if you know someone seeking a spouse, pray for them that God would send the person who is exactly the companion in life they need. May the Lord Jesus Christ continue to abundantly bless your life in Him. I would like to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The Abundant Life Podcast is a ministry of Elder Ben Cordes, pastor of the Lexington Primitive Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. You can contact me by email. My address is pastor at lexpbc.org. Or, if you're in the area, come worship with us at Lexington Primitive Baptist Church. 4574 Old Schoolhouse Lane, Lexington, Kentucky, 40513. You may also visit our website at lexpbc.org.